0: Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly Research Roundup, research published between the 18th and 24th of April 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have been four new MECFS studies and 12 new studies on long COVID this week. There have been a number of similar studies this week which detail the prevalence and demographics of MECFS in the population. Further showing the extent of disease severity. There have been no biomedical studies this week. As there was no one study which we could focus an extended review on this week, we have highlighted some of the key points from three of the studies. Paper 2 looks at the social economic determinants of ME-CFS in Norway, finding that high education attainment is associated with a 19% increase in risk of developing ME-CFS and a high household income is associated with an 18% increase in risk of developing ME-CFS. While low educational attainment is associated with a 69% decrease in the risk of developing ME-CFS, then a low household income is associated with a 53% increase in developing ME-CFS. This is an interesting large study showing that social economic status SES is a strong predictor for the risk of developing MECFS and brings up many questions about the real prevalence of MECFS and the effects of mis or non diagnosis, different social economic statuses. Paper 3 looks into MECFS in a Swiss population and characterizes the population from questionnaires and interviews. The results from this research found the majority of patients to be female, 72.2%. Single, 55.7% and without children, 62.5%, with only one third were found to be working full or part-time. Furthermore, the mean onset of MECFS was 31.6 years, with 15% of patients being symptomatic before their 18th birthday. Interestingly, 90% of the patients could recall the triggering events and times of the onset, An infectious disease was associated with the vast majority, with Epstein-Barr virus being commonly reported. Patients in this study reported 13 different symptoms and 82.2 suffered comorbidities. This study gives some good data to show the prevalence within the Swiss population, although compared to other studies that we have reported this week, it's on a much smaller scale, with only 172 participants. Interestingly, this study also observed a high number of participants from the medical profession, such as nurses. Interestingly, this week as well, Paper 4 reports on the initial findings of the questionnaire received by the Decode ME study. This is a preprint, meaning the science has not been peer-reviewed or verified. Decode ME is the world's largest study on MECFS aiming to uncover the genetics behind the illness. The study provides a plain English summary which details the main findings from analysing the responses to 17,074 questionnaires. These are questionnaires that are completed on the initial sign-up to the study. Findings so far have found important subgroups in ME-CFS which will help to further analyse the illness. Interestingly, not only is there higher prevalence in the female population but females tend to have more symptoms and more co-occurring conditions. Furthermore, and what hasn't been discovered before, is that females who are older and have had the illness for over 10 years are associated with greater symptoms severity. It is truly impressive to see the results from the study, which is still in its infancy and still recruiting. Decode ME has already provided some interesting findings, some of which are expected and others are not and it's worth looking at figure 3 in the paper which shows some of the key findings such as duration of illness, severity and infection triggers. It is interesting this week to see a number of very similar studies which together all report comparable results over three different countries, all showing high disease burden and high prevalence in the female population. These studies show the subgroups in ME-CFS which could help to advance research if participants are separated into these groups, instead of grouping the whole illness together. I hope that studies like this will help to demonstrate the need for improvement in knowledge and acceptance in healthcare and lead to advances in research. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week, the next instalment.